Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 vets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good Saturday morning. It's February 27th. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers or a rabbit with bad habits or maybe you've got a temperamental turtle. It doesn't matter what the problem is. That's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call if you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area. The number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. As I said, I'm Will Bangura, and for the next hour, we are going to be talking about behavior and training issues as uh, it relates to pets. So if you're having a problem, if you're having a behavior problem, if you're having a training problem, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Be glad to give you my take, my perspective perspective on things. Um, whether you've got a, a, a young puppy, maybe you've got an older dog, maybe you've got uh, a cat that's got some issues, give us a call here. Um, Brittany's got the day off today. She's usually here, my sidekick, and um, I'm not going to say where she is or what she's doing because uh, that might give away the surprise. And I hear that there's a surprise uh, as a result of that. Um Anyway, I'm also wanting today to talk about um, marker training or clicker training. Uh, what is a clicker or what is a marker and why do we use clickers? Why do we use markers in a marker training system when we're training animals? Uh, if you've listened for a while um, to Pet Talk today, you've heard me talk a lot about markers. You've heard me talk a lot about clickers, but I've never done um, any in-depth show where I kind of explain what it is, why we use it, how it's used, and, and what's the benefit of that. So um, I'm going to be talking about that uh, in just a little bit. But before we go to that, it's time for Pet Talk News.
Well, it's February, and that means it's National Pet Dental Health Month, which aims to bring awareness to the importance of oral health care for pets. In addition to bad breath, poor oral health can contribute to damage to the teeth and gums, as well as periodontal disease, which can negatively impact the kidney, the livers, and the heart muscle. One common type of periodontal disease known as gingivitis causes inflammation of the gums around the teeth and can act as a wake-up call for owners to pay attention to their pet's pearly whites before more serious conditions develop. Gingivitis is a very common thing for pets to get and every pet has it to some degree or another. But until gingivitis reaches a more advanced stage, it can be difficult for pet owners to detect on their own and their animal may not exhibit any symptoms. As such, it's important that pets are regularly checked for signs of gingivitis by your veterinarian. Just like in humans, gingivitis is caused by plaque buildup on the tooth. This plaque is made of food, saliva, and bacteria. Through an interaction between these foreign bacteria and the body's immune system, enzymes are released that break down the gum tissue, leading to inflammation. At more advanced stages, this can lead to chronic pain and gum erosion. If left untreated, gingivitis leads to periodontis or inflammation and destruction of the hard tissues around the tooth. In addition to increasing the potential for heart, kidney, and liver disease, unchecked gingivitis may result in missing teeth and bone loss in severe cases. Luckily, gingivitis can be easily prevented through routine oral care habits. It's recommended to brush your pet's teeth daily to remove the harmful bacteria and prevent a buildup of plaque. Although some pets may be resistant to having their teeth brushed at first, over time, a regular routine will acclimate them to the practice. Special toothbrushes and toothpaste safe for pets can be purchased from most pet supply stores. When brushing a pet's teeth, owners should never use human toothpaste as this is toxic to pets. Proper management of your pet's oral health is very important for their well-being. With routine care, owners can prevent the development of serious oral health conditions and ensure that they have continued well-being for their furry friends. In our next story... It's always good to be reunited with a friend. Thomas Ramsey stopped at a Cracker Barrel in Coleman, Alabama for lunch while on a trip with his friends. Ramsey had brought along his pet rooster, Peep, but decided not to bring the bird into the restaurant with him. Instead, he left the rooster on a leash tied to his truck as he says that he had done many times before. Unfortunately, when the group returned to the car after eating, Peep was reportedly missing. Ramsey told a local news outlet, I went back into the Cracker Barrel and it was very difficult for me to say this with a straight face. Even though I was panicking, I had to say to the cashier, do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think somebody stole my chicken. Ramsey called local authorities for help and connected with a local animal control officer. After checking with nearby farms and still not finding the bird, Ramsey decided to post about the missing pet on Facebook. According to Ramsey, locals immediately started responding, saying that they would help look for the bird. While Ramsey eventually had to start driving home without Peep, 
He had good news coming his way. He says that when he was about a half hour away from his home, he was contacted by a farmer from the Coleman area who said that he had found the rooster. Apparently, Peep had been found after he returned to the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Ramsey and Peep were reunited, giving this story a happy ending. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We need to hear from our sponsors. But when we come back, we will be talking about marker training, clicker training, why we why we use markers, uh, what the benefit is of using markers. Um, if you want to give us a call, give us a call at 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free at 866-536-1100. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening It doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. Maybe you've got a dog. Maybe you've got a cat. Maybe you've got a guinea pig. Whatever it is, whatever the problem is, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Give me a call right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 277-KFNX. That's 602-277-5369. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. I think what I'm going to do, I've got a couple emails, uh, email questions that I got, and I thought they were interesting, so I'm going to go ahead and answer some email questions. Uh, the first one we have is from Gina in Phoenix, and Gina wrote, how do I train my dog to have dog manners and stop bolting out the front door? My dog continues to bolt out the front door, runs down the street, and he's extremely difficult to get back. Please, we need your help. Well, Gina, um, a lot of dogs have that problem. Um, and, and one of the things 
that we should do when we get a new dog because it's about safety. Think about it. How many dogs bolt out that front door and, you know, heaven forbid if you live on a busy street because, hey, if, if your pet's bolting out the door, um, you got a busy street, you know, a little fluffy might end up um, where we don't want little fluffy to be, and that's on the side of the road for animal care and control to pick up. So when it comes to safety in your pets, you've got to teach what I call door manners. Now, the thing that's important, most doors that lead outside of a house, most of them, there's a door that opens inward. And the door that opens inward, if you look, most houses have a door stopper. Now, the reason that I say this is that we let our pets, we let our dogs get way too close to the open threshold of the house. And when they're right up there at the door, anytime it opens up, it's so easy for them to just bolt through the door because they're right there. And hey, let's face it, whether it be your dog's excited to go outside because it loves going for walks, or maybe you've got a couple neighbors down the road with barking dogs or cats that it sees. Um, the outside world is interesting. Dogs are going to want to bolt out the door if we don't teach them otherwise. The reason I talked about the door stop is because when you begin to teach door manners to dogs, when you begin to teach them not to bolt out the door, you don't want to do that right at the threshold where the doorway is. You're asking for problems because they can get through that very quickly. So what I do and what we teach our clients at my dog training company, Phoenix Dog Training, is that we need to bring the dog back about three feet from the threshold of the door. Consider it to be like a buffer zone, okay? And what we want to do is, if, if you've got a doorstop, that's kind of your imaginary line that you can make and say, okay, my dog can never cross that line without permission. Doesn't matter if I'm walking out the door. Doesn't matter if I'm opening the door to let somebody in. The new rule, my dog is not going to go within three feet of that threshold of the front door without permission. Now, you're saying, how do I do that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about, Gina. You want to teach your dog a behavior such as a sit-stay or a down-stay. You get to that point and you ask your dog to do a sit-stay. You ask your dog to do a down-stay. Now, I need you to picture this, folks. Your dog's next to you. You're facing, you and the dog are facing the front door. But you're about three feet back from the threshold. Let's say your dog's sitting next to you on your left side. You guys are facing, you're facing the door. Don't walk away from your dog and walk forward towards the door. What I want you to do is I want you to go ahead and turn and get right in front of the dog. So you're kind of making a 180 degree turn in front of the dog. 
Then what I want you to do is to begin to step backwards because now your back is facing the door. Your front is facing the dog. The dog's on a sit. You're going to start backing up towards the door. Take one step back. If the dog doesn't move, go ahead and reward the dog. If your dog moves when you take that one step back, well, then you need to go ahead and correct the dog. You just do a real good firm, nope, and then go ahead and put the dog right back and sit again. Then I want you to, again, you're going to be facing the dog. Your back is going to be facing the door. You're going to, again, take another step back. If your dog does not follow you, reward your dog immediately with a high-value food reward. Ideally, we want you to mark the behavior with a click or a clicker or another type of marker. And we're going to be talking about what markers do. So if you don't know what a marker is, stay tuned. We're going to talk about what markers are and how they help us in training. But you would mark and reward the fact that the dog did not move with you as you stepped back away from the dog and towards the door. If that's successful, now you're going to take another step back. If the dog does not move forward, mark the behavior and reward the dog again. If your dog starts to move forward, in addition to saying, nope, what you can do is you can begin to move your body towards the dog. So we call that spatial pressure. My Imagine your body's just kind of bulldozing into the dog. Well, that's going to bring the dog back, and that's what we want, remember? We want to have that buffer zone. We want to have about three feet between the front door, the threshold, and where we want the dog to remain anytime we're going out the door, anytime we're opening the door. All right, so let's say the dog started moving forward again. We've used our spatial pressure. We've kind of bulldozed, moved ourselves into the dog really quick, take like two, three steps really fast in towards the dog. Dog's going to back up. Ask the dog to sit again. Begin backing up. You're facing the dog. See, if you don't face the dog and you start walking towards the door and you've got your back to the dog, it's easy for you to lose that. You're going to lose control. The dog's going to zip right on past you. It's done it before. That's the way it's always been. I'm asking you to do it a little bit different. You're going to back up, walk away from the dog towards the door. If your dog doesn't move, again, mark the behavior, reward the dog. Now, when you can get to the door, don't just open the door right away. Start shaking or wiggling the door handle because a lot of door command and start moving towards the door. If that happens, do exactly what I said just a second ago. Say, nope. And then use your body, spatial pressure, bulldoze, move quickly into the dog. That'll push the dog back again. You need to practice this. Gosh, you know, if you can do this two times a day and spend maybe three minutes every day, twice a day, your dog's going to have impeccable door manners where it's going to always stay in that buffer zone about three feet behind the threshold. And one of the other reasons why I do that is because, hey, animals make mistakes. So if the dog does make a mistake, I'm hoping that I can get there and stop the dog because I've got about three feet to stop the dog from going out that front door. But if I'm working this system, if I've got the dog sitting and staying right at that threshold, 
much easier for that dog to just bolt on through. Once you have that, now you've got to take it to the next level. And that means you need to get outside of that threshold and you need to distract your dog. Some people might say it seems a little unfair because I want you to bait your dog, do what you can to get your dog to screw up and start moving out of that sit-stay and towards the door. Now, it's not fair to call your dog's name. It's not fair to say come because, again, we're not really wanting the dog to move forward. But we need to proof this with distractions because here's the thing. When in the real world, a door opens, oftentimes it's people coming over. So the dog's really excited. And when we're training, there's not that kind of excitement. And so you need to proactively try to bait your dog to move forward. When it does, you're just going to go right back to the correction I was talking about. You're going to go ahead and say, nope. And then you're going to use your spatial pressure. You're going to go ahead and push the dog back where the buffer zone is and then you try that all over again but you've got to do distractions get on the other side of that door bounce a ball have some treats food whatever it is have a different toy um, make crazy sounds kind of run back and forth and again if your dog's not taking the bait if your dog's not moving forward then you must mark that behavior. That's the behavior we want. You can mark that with a marker or a clicker and reward that behavior. And we're going to be talking more when I come back about marker training, which some people call clicker training. And I'm going to explain exactly what that is and how that will help you develop the right kind of communication when you're training your pet that they actually understand what it is that you want them to do. I'm Will Bangura. I'm your host, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a problem with your pet, give us a call, but we need to first go to news. We'll be right back after these messages. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. If you are just joining us, I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions. Each and have a training problem. That's what I want you to call about. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. I'd love to 
answer whatever training and behavior questions you might have regarding your pet. Pick up your phone, the number to call if you're in Phoenix. That number is 602-277-KFNX or 602-277-5369. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll free at 866-536-1100. Also, we do take your uh, emails. If you've got email questions, if you'd like to email me, if if that's what you prefer, you can do that. Uh, send your email to info at pettalktoday.com. Again, that's info at pettalktoday.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Pet Talk Today podcast. Uh, we are heard in almost 50 countries around the world. I'm always amazed when... Um, I check out the stats on the podcast uh, and see who's listening and, and where they live. Um, and like I said, we're almost in, I think we've got 48 countries now where we've got people listening to us on a regular basis. Um, but you can go to any of the uh, websites that carry podcasts, uh, you know, Spotify's real popular, um, Apple Podcasts, um, um I think it's Pod Addict. I, I know Google's got one. I think it's called Pod Addict or something like that. But you can just do a Google search for Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura or just Pet Talk Today with Will or just Pet Talk Today. doesn't matter. You will find it. And if you ever miss one of our shows, the nice thing is you don't have to ever miss it because after each show – I just seems to be merging together. Um, but I did a segment on how to desensitize your pet so it could have its, its teeth brushed. And today I was talking about the fact that February is National Pet Dental Month. Um, if you struggle brushing your pet's teeth and, and you want to learn how to get them acclimated to that, Go to the Pet Talk Today podcast, look for the episode where we're talking about how to desensitize your pet and get them used to having their teeth brushed. Um, did you hear about, um, did you hear about Lady Gaga? No? Well, Gaga's dog walker was shot four times by two men who stole two of the singer's dogs. It's unbelievable. So apparently the story is Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, was shot four times in the chest. This was Wednesday, just three nights ago. Apparently the two gunmen ambushed him, and that's when the gunmen stole two of Lady Gaga's pet French bulldogs. Uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker was caring for her pet French bulldogs in Los Angeles, um, on Wednesday evening, uh, Fisher, the dog walker, was walking Gaga's pet dogs, and apparently their names are Koji, uh, Miss Asia, and Gustavo. And while he was walking her three French bulldogs, that's when Fisher was reportedly shot outside of his home um, with uh, the men stealing uh, two of the singer's dogs uh, before they started fleeing the scene by their car. Apparently, police arrived at the scene to find Mr. Fisher conscious but barely breathing. 
barely breathing, the report said. He was rushed uh, to a nearby hospital uh, close to death. So our prayers are out to Mr. Fisher and also for the two French Bulldogs that uh, were stolen. And uh, I'm sure, gosh, Lady Gaga has got to be absolutely devastated. You know, our, our pets, they're our babies. How, how does somebody do that? I mean, literally, you know, it's one thing to, you know, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that somebody just steals another person's dogs, but then practically shoots somebody to death to get those dogs. I mean, don't you know, there's a, there's a shelter. There's all kinds of dogs in the shelter. If you need a dog, go to the shelter. You don't need to shoot somebody in the chest and take their dog. Ah, absolutely crazy. It's tough though. Anytime we lose our pet. Now that, that's a crazy way to lose a pet, but you know, one of the things that's so devastating is when we lose one of our beloved furry friends. And uh, I've got a really good friend, Matt. Matt lives in Mesa. I've known Matt, gosh, when did I first meet Matt? I met Matt and started to have a friendship with Matt. Uh, I believe it was back in 1997, 1997. Um, anyway, my friend Matt lost his dog, Esky, and, uh, I don't know if Matt's listening, but, uh, I told you, Hey man, I love you. I'm sorry for your loss. It, it's absolutely devastating. It's horrible. Esky was a wonderful, wonderful friend and companion for Matt, uh, for so many years, um, Actually, Esky lived to, I believe, 95 years of age in, in human years. So uh, Esky had a really, really good life. Um, before we went to break, um, I was answering some email questions, but I said that I wanted to talk about marker training. I wanted to talk about clicker training because um, oftentimes when I'm answering questions, taking your pet behavior and training questions. Um, I, I talk about marker training, but I haven't given it a lot of discussion. So marker training or clicker training is about using a marker that is conditioned with food to mark a behavior that the animal does and it lets the animal know, hey, this behavior gets a food reward. Now, when we train, we use a lot of positive reinforcement. You know, the behaviors get reinforced when the animal expects, hey, if I do something, something good's going to happen, like I'm going to get a piece of chicken. And if we keep giving a piece of chicken every time the animal does a behavior that we want, that behavior is going to get stronger. The problem is we have about zero to a half a second to get that food reward in your pet's mouth for it to connect the dots cognitively as to why did I get that food reward? A lot of people training their dogs with food, even a lot of professional dog trainers, unfortunately, they're using food to train their pets. They think they're doing really good positive reinforcement when actually their timing's way off. They may get that food to the pet in a second, two seconds, three seconds, 
Well, the overall experience for the pet is more pleasant because there's food involved. But if you understand the way pets think, they're very black and white, cause and effect, create associations type of learners. Like I said, you have zero to a half a second to get the food in your pet's mouth so that they can connect the cognitive dots to the behavior getting the food rewards. We're actually using positive reinforcement. If you will develop a marker training system, the communication with your pet is so much more clear because timing is everything. And when you create a communication system and training, training goes a lot faster. Now, step one is you got to pick a marker. A lot of people use a clicker. Now, that clicker means nothing. All by itself, it means nothing. It just makes a click sound. Some people will use an auditory marker, a word like yes. Okay. The first thing we have to do, whether we're using the word yes to mark a behavior, whether we're using a clicker to mark a behavior, we first have to classically condition the marker to food. Okay. What that marker is, it's a bridge to the food. Remember I said you got zero to a half a second to be able to reward the dog, get it in their mouth for them to connect the dots? Almost impossible to do, and that's why we create these markers. So for three days in a row, you are going to have 30 little, tiny, high-value food rewards. And all you're going to do is you're going to click the clicker and immediately give that food reward to your pet. As soon as they finish eating it, click again, give another food reward. Click again, another food reward. Click again, another food reward. You get the idea. Click, treat, click, treat, click, treat, click, treat. Do that 30 times in a row for about three days. After we've done that, most pets are going to understand, hey, when I hear that click, I'm getting food. And so while it might take you longer than zero to a half a second to get food in your dog's mouth or food in your cat's mouth or whatever type of pet you're training, what you can do instantaneously when the pet displays the behavior you're looking for, you can go ahead and click that clicker or you can say yes, whatever that conditioned marker is. Now, all of a sudden, your timing is perfect, and it buys you time to be able to be late when it comes to rewarding the dog, but you're not late because that click or the marker yes is a bridge to the food, okay? And like I said, timing is absolutely everything. We need to take a break to hear from our sponsors, but when I come back, I am going to be talking more about clicker training, more about marker training, and I might be able to get back to some of your email questions. If you've got a question you want to give me a call, the number to reach me is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll-free at 866-536-1100. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. 
To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Welcome back, everybody. And if you are just joining us, I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a dog or a cat that's driving you crazy? Maybe you've got some other kind of pet. Maybe you've got a rabbit. Maybe you've got a hamster. Whatever pet you have, any questions you have, whether it be about their training, it be about their behavior, or even health questions, feel free. Give me a call. Pick up your phone. The number to reach me here at KFNX is 602 602- 277-KFNX. That number is 602-277-5369. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. If you'd rather email me a question, please do, please do so. Uh, the email address is info at pettalktoday.com. That's info at pettalktoday.com. Dot com. Uh, before we went to break, I was talking about marker training, or some people call it clicker training, um, and I was talking about how we use that to have really good timing to improve the communication with our pets so that they can understand better what it is we want, and we can mark that behavior and signal to them that they're getting a food reward because we only have zero to a half a second to get the food in their mouth. It's almost impossible to do so. And again, the better the timing, the better the results you're going to get with your training. So take the time to condition the marker, condition the clicker. Again, 30 high-value food rewards for about three days. Just go click, treat, click, treat, click, treat, click, treat click treat over and over. That's all you do. And usually by three days, your pet understands click means treat. And then when they do a behavior, we use that clicker. We go click. We reward that behavior. Every time you click, every time you mark a behavior, that's a promise to pay. You must give the food reward. So earlier I was answering an email question by Gina, who has a dog that was bolting out the door. And I was going through the steps on how she did this. And one of the things that I told Gina is that when she tried to bait her dog to move forward, because she's proofing the dog with distractions, not to bolt out the door. When she starts to bait the dog in distraction work, if her dog does not take the bait, that's the exact moment you would click that clicker. That's the exact behavior you'd want to mark and signal to the dog, hey, that's what I want. You're getting a food reward. And then again, if it takes you two seconds to get the food in the dog's mouth, that's okay. Because the clicker or the marker is the bridge to the food. Food is a primary reinforcer. The clicker is what we call a secondary reinforcer or a conditioned reinforcer. It's all about Pavlov. 
all about cause and effect, all about associative learning when we pair a marker to food. Some people use the word yes. I like to use the word yes a lot. Sometimes I don't want to have a clicker. So same thing, yes, treat, yes, treat, yes, treat, yes, treat, 30 times in a row, every day, three days, usually they're conditioned. They understand that. So when they do a behavior we like, like sitting, they sit, we go, yes, give food reward. Or they sit, we use a clicker, click, give the food reward. One of the things, you know, we get a lot of calls from people that have dogs with anxiety and clicker training or marker training is a fantastic tool to help teach your pet how to relax if they're stressed out. No pet stays stressed out 24-7. They all, at some point in time, I don't care, even the most stressed out pet has moments where it relaxes. When you, If you've got an anxious pet, when you begin to see your pet relax, click in reward. Every time you see your pet relax, click and reward. We need to capture the good behaviors. We need to also capture the behaviors we want and mark them with great timing and reward your pet. If if you've got a stressed out pet and you just constantly had that clicker with you and you've got food rewards, get a treat pouch. You have them there with you. You never know when an opportunity to teach or train is. Okay, your pet begins to relax, click and reward. There's a lot of people that begin to teach with a marker training system by capturing behaviors. They're not even asking the the pet to do something. You know, every dog sits, what, 50, 100 times a day or more? Every dog comes running to their owners. How many times a day does your dog come running to you when you don't even ask for it? How many times a day does your dog sit without asking for it because it sits on its own? How many times a day does your dog lay down on its own? A lot. Capturing is a way to teach a dog by they offer a behavior. Like you happen to notice your dog laying down throughout the day. Well, you happen to notice your dog laying down as it lays down say down and click and reward or say down and use the marker. Yes. And reward. But you first got to condition the marker. You first got to pair those 30 high value food rewards for three days, 30 times in a row. Yes. Treat. Yes. Treat. Yes. Treat or click, treat, click, treat, click, treat, pick one or the other. Try not to do both. That gets confusing. But every behavior that you want, every behavior that you like, you can click and reward. Let's say you've got a a dog that likes to jump, okay? And all of a sudden, your dog, you walk in the door, your dog gets excited, and your dog wants to jump on you, and instead, because you've taught sit, you say sit, and your dog sits, click and reward that. You want to stop a dog that's jumping, teach a incompatible behavior. Your dog cannot be sitting and jumping at the exact same time. It'd have to give up one behavior for the other. And if we're marking and rewarding the behavior of sitting and we're ignoring the dog for jumping or we're correcting it for jumping, the dog's going to want to do what gets the reward 
once you've been consistent. You need to be consistent. I don't care what it is you're trying to teach your pets. There are no quick fixes for anything. We've got to take the time, teach them what it is that we want. It's unfair to correct our pets when we haven't taken the time to actually teach them what it is that we want. So you can pick up more information about clicker training. Um, you can go to uh, my website at phoenixdogtraining.com. You can go to my blog uh, and you'll see that I've got an article on clicker training or marker training on the Phoenix Dog Training blog. Again, that website is phoenixdogtraining.com. Com. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, one more, see if I can get through one more email question. This is from Teresa in Scottsdale. She says, my dog is a finicky eater. I have tried everything imaginable. I have put chicken in his food. I have put gravy in his food. Um, I've put cheese in his food. But over time, it just seems like my dog continues to get finicky, more and more finicky. Yes, Teresa, your dog is going to be finicky. And let me tell you. When you start putting things in their food and you start changing things up, they're going to start waiting for something that they think might be coming that might be better. All right. The way to make an animal finicky in their eating is start adding things to the food. What you need to do, Teresa, is pick one thing to feed, set that food down for five minutes, then pick it up. Don't set it back down until the second feeding, whether that's the next day or whether that's maybe 12 hours later. Don't put anything else in the food. I guarantee you, if you do that, food down five minutes and pick it up every time, within a couple days, your dog is no longer going to be a finicky eater. Your dog is going to say, hey, I've only got so much time in order to be able to eat my food. I better eat it now. Okay? So give that a shot. Definitely give that a shot. Well, we are just about out of time. I can't believe an hour has gone that fast. Um, I want to thank Gina and I want to thank Teresa for your email questions. Um, join us next Saturday when we are going to be taking calls again. We're going to be answering emails. If you've got a pet and you've got a problem and you need help, be sure to uh, tune in each and every Saturday to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. We are just about out of time. I appreciate all our listeners. Don't go anywhere because we're going to be going to news, but when we come back from news, it's going to be the Safe Money Program with Angie Samuels. If you want to learn how to retire and retire well, don't go anywhere. Talk Sports, the pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, Phoenix.